Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. To GNAC Insider, the show that takes you inside the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Hear from student athletes, coaches, and administrators from one of the premier conferences in Division II. Now, here's your host, Rob Lowry. From Lacey, Washington to Napa, Idaho, and from Monmouth, Oregon to wherever it is that you may be listening, welcome to GNAC Insider, your weekly look at the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. On tonight's show, later tonight, Western Oregon Athletic Director Curtis Campbell will join us. We'll talk about the Wolves and some uh, things going on, really off the off the athletic endeavor, but involving athletics down there that he's involved with it'll be an interesting conversation with the second year athletic director of western oregon second year men's head basketball coach paul rush from northwest nazarene will join us as well and off the top of tonight's program and man who is playing extremely well rhett Bearlocker, who is helping to lead the saint martin saints this year to a record right now of 12 and 2 best in the GNAC and a team that has won 10 of its last 11 games. Rep, thanks for joining us tonight here on GNAC Insider. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, glad to have you joining us here tonight. I, I just uh, mentioned, as you heard, 10 of 11 wins. I'd like you to comment about that streak. Now, this is a veteran team and a team that really played so well getting into the NCAA Division II West Regionals last year. Saying that, 10 of 11 this year, how much of that is built upon last year's success? I think a lot. I think a lot of the details that we had last year towards the end of the season and trusting each other has carried over this year and sharing the ball, making sure that we hit the open guy, making great plays for each other has definitely helped us this year. Well, of course, Eric Fribble now has got his, his system in place there, and, and obviously the uh, the Saints are – are, are playing to the, the level that he expects overall. But what is the level that he expects, and what is the chemistry that is making this St. Martin's team so good uh, early in, well, now midway through the season? Yeah, I think it's just every day in practice. It's consistency. We got we to gotta keep the consistency. That's something that we stress every day when we walk in the gym. We got to have our details as soon as it warm-ups, and then, also, before practice, when we're watching film, we got to be paying attention to the details, and that's and when it comes down to it in the close GNAC games, that's what wins games: is who takes care of the ball, who rebounds, and who knows the other team opponent better. Well, no question about it, and you're playing very well, as we mentioned. Ten of eleven wins for the twelve and two Saints, five and one co-leaders in the GNAC conference. You yourself, you are playing extremely well. 
you are one of a number of double-figure scorers for the Saints, averaging better than 10 points a game. And you're also leading the team with an average of better than five rebounds a game. Now, if people haven't seen you play as I have, they may not they may not realize that you are leading the team in rebounding with rebounding with uh, better than five boards per game, and you're only six feet three inches tall. What makes you so successful hitting the glass? I think in high school I always was playing the four and. I don't know. Uh, we always talk about playing big at my house, and it's kind of a joke anymore now that I'm, I'm guarding the five more than I have in my college career. But um, I think it's just having that chip on your shoulder and being ready to go, getting a good position, jumping to the ball, not letting anyone get ever an easy catch, and then always fighting around. Well, along yeah. with that, you come from a, a basketball uh, background. We talked about this before we began GNAC Insider tonight, and we're talking with Red Bearlocker, St. Martin's senior guard, about the St. Martin's team. But uh, when you grew up back there in Montana, uh, your dad was a basketball coach. You actually played for him for a couple of years uh, as, a, as a high school student. When you come from a basketball background like that, uh, do you think that gives you a little better handle on how to play multiple positions and and know how to uh, be able to actually assess and use all the skills and abilities that you have to your best advantage? Yeah, I think that growing up, I never we we are always always put in the position wherever we needed someone to go, and I think that my numbers statistically in high school never really necessarily showed what I was capable of, but I was capable of doing, playing my role. And I think that's something that translated to college more than a lot of skills that high school players have is I played my role to get to a situation where it put me in another position, but not in a lot of times in high school, kids will score 20 or 30 points a game. And I never did that in high school. And it's kind of crazy to see that it's translating from being a role player to play at the next level, not just being yeah. a guy that scores every time. Well, as we mentioned, you played in Montana at Hellgate High School. You were a two-time second-team all-conference selection there, helped the Knights to two district championships. So, obviously, you played well in high school. What was it that brought you from Montana to Lacey, Washington, to play collegiately? Uh, it was an incredible opportunity. I was extremely lucky to come out and play at St. Martin's. Uh, Joey Peschel uh, was the head assistant when I was getting recruited my uh, end of my junior year, beginning of my senior year at Hellgate. And uh, he ended up leaving after my freshman year and going to Oregon State. He's the one that contacted me first to get me out here. Now, you are great on the court, as we mentioned, a very consistent player, double-figure scorer this year. But you're getting it done in the classroom as well. You were a member of the 2017 GNAC All-Academic Squad. What is it you're studying at St. Martin's, and what are your career aspirations once your basketball and your collegiate career are over? So I'm in elementary education, and right now I'm in the process of getting my certification. So this semester I'm actually student teaching full-time. And so I have a lot on my plate this semester, and – yeah, it's been good so far. I really like the class I'm in. I'm in fifth grade class, so general education, so all subjects, and it's it's really a blast. A lot of work, but a blast. Do you want to go into elementary education? 
that was the degree my dad got, and it it fits me really well. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do quite next year. I would love to try to play basketball again overseas or wherever. I'm going to keep playing basketball until someone makes me stop. That's for sure. Well, you're going to be playing this weekend as uh, St. Martin's this week goes on the road. You play at co-GNAC leader Western Oregon down there in Monmouth Thursday, and then you continue your Oregon trip with a game at Concordia on Saturday. What do you expect to see from both of those teams this weekend? Western Oregon, Western Oregon, they're always going to be ready to compete. They always got a chip on their shoulder. Always good. Um, we're really looking. We're really looking for the, forward to that game. We lost them four times last year, brutally, twice in regular season, once in the conference championship, and then in the first or second round of the national tournament. So, um, it's a huge rivalry game for them. Uh, we're, I think, we're all really, we're really ready for them. So, yeah. And, and then, then Concordia has been playing a lot better. Yeah, Concordia has been playing a lot better. Uh, they, I think they have more of an inside presence and more of a balanced approach um, with Jared on the perimeter, and they got some bigs. So, yeah, it's GNAC on the road, you know, never easy. Um, you always got to be ready to go, for sure. Well, Rhett, I'm telling you, it's been a pleasure talking with you tonight. Continued success, and I certainly hope your dream of continued basketball after your senior year at St. Martin's comes true. If not, I, I have a feeling you're going to be an elementary teacher that any school would like to have, and I'm sure you'll have the opportunity to uh, to pass along the, not only the work ethic, but uh, the love of basketball and the love, obviously, of education that, uh, that you've grown up around. Thanks for joining us tonight. I told you I'd let you go and get your dinner tonight, so go and enjoy it, young man, and hopefully we'll have the opportunity to talk again sometime later this year. All right, I appreciate it. Red Bearlocker joining us tonight from Lacey here on GNAC Insider. Well, we're going to stay on the men's basketball theme. We'll have the opportunity to talk to Northwest Nazarene men's second-year head basketball coach Paul Rush. We'll get to that conversation on GNAC Insider immediately following this timeout. Make sure to follow the GNAC on social media. Find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching GNAC Sports. And visit us on the web at GNACsports.com. GNAC Insider will be right back. Every time a student learns something new, makes a discovery, or helps a team, it's not just good for that student, it's good for the whole community. At St. Martin's University, we know the impact a well-prepared graduate can have on the world. That's why, last year, we extended more than $11 million in scholarships to our students. Because the more we invest in them, the brighter the future becomes for all of us. It's GNAC Insider. I'm Robert Lowry, and certainly glad you are listening to this, uh, this broadcast as we now say hello to Paul Rush, the Northwest Nazarene men's basketball head coach. Thanks for joining us, Coach Rush, tonight. Absolutely. Excited to be on. Well, second year there in Nampa last year, Nighthawks had a good year, 13-13 and 13 in the postseason hunt right down until the uh, final week of the regular season. But this year, you're off to a hot start. Northwest Nazarene 10-2, and 5-1 and one in GNAC play. 
when you have one year under your belt and you have a lot of players, and we'll talk about some of them coming up who have been in your system for a year, does that make this kind of transition from a good year to what's becoming a great year? Is that the reason for it? Well, I think we we were able to get some um, guys in this year as recruits that have had a big impact right away. And then having all the guys that were returning, we had nine returners and nine new guys. And so kind of the combination of, of some of the guys knowing what was expected and how things were going to work. Um, plus we've got some really talented guys in this year to kind of help fill some of those gaps. And I think that's helped us out quite a bit. Well, Adonis Arms, your guard there for the Nighthawks, he is the team's leading scorer. He's averaging better than 21 and a half points a game. I know the Nighthawks are not a single-player team, but talk a little bit about him and maybe some of those around him that has helped the Northwest Nazarene to this 10-2 and start. Yeah, Adonis is a really special player. He's got, you know, the ability to score the ball a bunch of different ways. He shoots it well outside. He's long and, and finishes well at the rim. And then he's actually a great passer, um, you know, has good vision, looks for cutters, looks for the open man, and, and doesn't force a bunch, of, a bunch of shots. You know, his 21 points per game aren't coming on a crazy number of shots. I think in our game on Saturday, he only attempted nine shots. And so he's not forcing things or trying to to do it all his own. He knows he's got some great teammates around him. And, and then when his opportunity is there, he's obviously a very talented young man that can go score the basketball. If your coaching career uh, was over after this season, and certainly it won't be, I've got to ask you about one game that you coached in earlier this year and where it would rank in your criteria of wins. Earlier this year, Nighthawks beat the University of Idaho 77-73 for Northwest Nazarene's first ever win in modern history over a Division I opponent in an account- in accounting game. And the Nighthawks scored 50 points in the second half, and you didn't trail in that game in the final nine minutes. When you reflect on that game, and I know that your focus is ahead. It's not in the rearview mirror. I understand that. Saying that, when you reflect on that game now, do you just ever sit down and go, wow? You know, I really haven't thought about it a ton. The unique thing for me is I actually lived in Moscow as a young kid, and my whole family from grandma and grandpa through aunts and uncles and parents on both sides um, are all Idaho Vandals. And so I'm actually a big Vandal fan. I'm a big Don Verlin fan. I think he's done a tremendous job up there in Moscow. It's not the easiest place to recruit, not the easiest place to build a basketball program. That's a consistent winner. And he's really done a tremendous job up there. So honestly, it was a little bit bittersweet for me just because I, I hate seeing the Vandals lose, even if we're the team coaching against them, but it was a, you know, pretty exciting moment for our guys. They, uh, I, I'd say most players at the division two level feel like they're capable of competing with and being better than division one teams on certain nights. And, we were fortunate enough to have one of those nights um, back in, I think it was November sometime or whatever. So it, it it's pretty unique. It's hard. I really haven't thought about it much. That's probably one of those when the coaching career is over, I might spend more time thinking about it. But, um, yeah, at least short term, it was a pretty bittersweet um, night for me. Paul Rush, Northwest Nazarene men's basketball coach, is joining us tonight here on GNAC Insider. Well, that game is in the rearview mirror, but through the through the windshield, you have two games this week. 
You play at Alaska in Fairbanks on Thursday, Alaska Anchorage on Saturday. Both those games will tip off at 7 o'clock Alaska time. Talk a little bit about the challenge, not only of the travel, and we, we talk about that, but of playing both those teams. What do they have on the court, and what do you expect out of both those squads? Yeah, I think Alaska Fairbanks is um, a very talented squad. You know, Coach Sparling obviously has a tremendous amount of experience, but it's his first year up there with those guys, and he had a lot of players returning, a lot of experience coming back on that team, plus he brought in some very talented guys. So they have some, you know, guards that are very capable shooters, a very good three-point shooting team. They've got a couple wings that really attack the basket, and then I think they're one of the toughest parts about that team is their inside presence with Pluting, um, and as well as some of the bigs they bring off the bench. And so they're, you know, that's a tough matchup. Their record doesn't really show how good they are. If you if you look at it and see how well they've battled in games, you know, beating a Black Hills uh, state team that's been very successful in the RMAC, and and then you know playing St. Martin's last Saturday to overtime and and battling down to the end with those guys it it shows just how talented that Fairbanks team really is and I think it's a team you know in their first year with a new coach and new system kind of like we were talking about as as the GNAC um, conference season goes on they're going to be one of those teams that's going to get better and better and can be tough every night um, and then Anchorage Rusty just does such a tremendous job that's always one of the best defensive teams in the conference they execute their stuff offensively so well and can catch you off guard if you're not really focused and really paying attention. And then he's done a, a great job recruiting some really tremendous shooters in there, you know, with Nico Bevins and Tyler Brimhall. Those are two of the top three-point shooters in the league, and they're both long, you know, athletic guards that, that don't need a lot of space to get their shot off. So they, they become unbelievably hard to guard in the combination of how well they're coached and execute their offense and how well those guys can shoot it. And then he brings back experience, you know, with the five-man um, with Berg as well as Pearson, and, and he's got, um, you know, some experienced ball handlers from last year as well. So they're they're a very tough team. I think they've gotten off um, to not quite as good of a start as, as I think that team will finish up. I think Anchorage is going to be one of the teams battling for it at the end because of just how good of a job he does up there and, and the talent he has. Well, Coach Rush, I have one final question for you tonight. You uh, spent two years as an assistant coach at Northwest Nazarene before being named the head coach. What was it that brought you to Nampa originally, and what is it that convinced you that you wanted to become the, the head coach there of this Nighthawks team, which you have, again, as we mentioned, and I don't think we can overstate this, off to a 10-2 and two start this year? You know, I was coaching high school basketball and, and honestly through a lot of prayer kind of decided I was ready to um, take on the college game and Coach Fleming was, was good enough to me to give me that opportunity. But almost immediately going from a head high school coach to a college assistant, I knew I was ready to be a head coach again. I just um, I, I learned so much from Fleming and was, and was blessed to be with him, but my personality definitely lends itself more towards the head coaching role. And, and I – the position opening up at NNU when, when Coach Fleming took the job in the NBA, I wasn't necessarily thinking it would happen anywhere near that fast. I kind of figured I had somewhere between five and seven years before I was going to get another opportunity to be a head coach. But, um, you know, the position Fleming took with the NBA and running NBA, um, all the operations in, in India and everything he's doing there is was a tremendous opportunity for him. And, and then, you know, Kelly Lindley, our athletic director, was – 
<laughs> believed in me enough to to give me a shot here at NNU. So it really was just a a God thing in terms of I I left a high school job in 2015 and the start of the 2017-2018 year I was um, the head coach of a college team and it, it's it's crazy to think about it that way but um, that's how it kind of all worked out so um, been been beyond fortunate I think if if I would have gotten the assistant job any sooner the guy you just had on um, your show, Rhett, I would have recruited the heck out of that kid. I remember watching him in high school in AAU, and I just thought, man, that's a that kid. That's the right kind of kid to build your program around, just the way he shows up every day and the way he approaches things. And then he's just such a quality person, you know, along with that. So he's one I'm thankful to not have to coach against anymore, but I love watching him, you know, when we watch tape and, and all that stuff. I love seeing him play because I love the way he approaches it. So, um, yeah, he's he's a fun one and wish I would have gotten the job a, a couple years earlier and could have gotten him out to Nipa too. Well, the players you have right now are playing so well for you. Continued success there at Northwest Nazarene. Safe travels this weekend to Alaska, Coach Rush, and I look forward to uh, talking to you again in, in the near future. Thanks for joining us tonight here on GNAC Insider. Hey, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Paul Rush joining us tonight from Nampa, Idaho, as we uh, take a trip around the GNAC last week. Men's basketball, St. Martin's, Northwest Nazarene, Western Oregon, and Seattle Pacific, they are all now tied for first with five and one records in conference play. As we mentioned a bit earlier, the Saints own the best overall record at 12-2. and two. In women's action, Northwest Nazarene is the conference's lone unbeaten team. The Nighthawks are 14-0 and, and ranked number two nationally after beating St. Martin's this past Saturday. Alaska Anchorage and Central Washington are tied for second right now in the GNAC standings. And in indoor track and field, Alaska Anchorage senior Caroline Kurgot set the NCAA Division II all-conditions record in the 3,000 meters at the University of Washington Indoor Preview, finishing with a time of 9 minutes, 7 and 5 one-hundredths seconds. Now, for her performance, Kurgot was named the GNAC Women's Track Athlete of the Week yesterday and selected today as a U.S. Track and Field and Cross-Country Coaches Association Division II Women's National Athlete of the Week. Now, that's what happened around the GNAC. We're going to have the opportunity next to bring aboard Curtis Campbell, Western Oregon's Athletic Director. We'll have that conversation for you when GNAC Insider resumes right after this timeout. GNACsports.com is your 24-7 resource for all the latest on the great Northwest Athletic Conference. Schedules, results, standings, statistics, and more for all 11 GNAC members. Plus, catch live event coverage on GNAC.tv. With more than 60 areas of study to choose from, Northwest Nazarene University guarantees that you don't have to settle for a major that's anything less than your true passion. NNU graduate Chad Larson's goal was to find a program that would help him achieve his dreams. Majoring in engineering at NNU gave him the prestigious opportunity to do research with NASA. While a student, Chad worked internationally and experienced pursuing his studies in zero gravity, not once, but twice. 
10 years from now, I hope to have obtained my PhD and then begin pursuing a career at NASA where I'll be on the cutting edge of science. Thanks to the education he received at NNU, Chad is well on his way to fulfilling his dream by working to obtain his PhD in engineering. It's not too late to find out which one of our majors you will love. Your program is waiting at Northwest Nazarene University. Call 467-8000 or visit nnu.edu today. Welcome back to GNAC Insider. I'm Robert Flowery, and it's my pleasure now to be joined by Curtis Campbell, Western Oregon's athletic director. Mr. Campbell, thank you for joining us tonight here on GNAC Insider. Hey, Rob. Well, thank you for uh, inviting me. You have had a very, very busy last uh, eight weeks or so. You have selected both a new volleyball head coach and a new soccer head coach for Western Oregon. Stacy Metro is now the new volleyball coach, and Casey Bingham, the soccer coach. And what I found interesting was you made those hires within one day of each other. I'd like you to talk about each of your new coaches there and what made them the right fit for the culture and the program of Western Oregon. Uh, well, I'll start out uh, with uh, Coach Bingham. Uh, uh, when we met Coach on campus and, and she came and toured and interviewed, uh, she just sort of stood out, like her personality and her competitiveness. And, you know, of course, she has a very strong background. Uh, she's coming from uh, St. Mary's College as an assistant coach, and she was the head coach at Dixie State. And, um, won a couple of national championships as a JUCO coach at Paradise Valley. And uh, I just felt, uh, and we, the search committee and myself, felt that uh, she was just the excellent candidate and uh, the right fit for uh, Woo Soccer. And uh, after being around her for a few weeks and watching her work and, and having conversations with her, uh, I felt that I feel that we made a very uh, great selection. You know, I think she's going to really uh, improve our women's soccer program. Uh, Coach Metro, uh, volleyball, another very strong applicant with a lot of years of experience, uh, knows volleyball inside and out, uh, actually coming from a high school, Churchill High School in Eugene for two years, but before that spent like 12 years at the University of Oregon, and she's been at Northern Michigan, Chico State, Kansas State, uh, some very competitive volleyball programs, uh, very good recruiter, and uh, again, I think an excellent addition to our staff and uh, will make our volleyball program much more competitive. Well, having to hire coaches and staff, certainly part of an athletic director's job, you also have overseen multiple athletic construction projects during your various tenures. You have have worked at, at several schools during your 19 years of, of intercollegiate athletic experience. And I know that you must have put a lot of that to good use because this past Oregon, uh, August, I should say, Western Oregon renovated its baseball and softball fields. When you look back on those projects, did they come together as you had hoped? And, 
and what do these new facilities allow the wolves that they couldn't do previously? Well, for once, uh, softball, uh, that uh, facility is going to be almost a new uh, facility. Uh, the surface, we got uh, new in, uh, turf infield, where in the past it was uh, natural, and uh, we got a new drainage system in the outfield. Um, we got new uh, backstop uh, netting and uh, new fencing around the facility where we can secure it now, lock up the entire facility. Um, it's going to allow us, hopefully, to play more games at home. You know, we get a lot of rain down here in Monmouth. And in the past, with the natural field, you know, we had to play a lot of our home games off campus uh, because the field just couldn't handle the water. And so that was one of the primary reasons uh, for adding a turf infield. So hopefully it'll allow us to play our home games at home. And baseball already had a turf infield. And so we did some patchwork and, and, and uh, I guess, reconditioned some of the rough parts of the turf field and also put in a new drainage system in the outfield for baseball. And, again, hopefully – uh, we got a new logo also on uh, the baseball field, um, and hopefully it'll allow us to play more home baseball games. And, again, we want to be able to take advantage of home field. And in the past, we hadn't always been able to do that. And so we're, we're uh, looking forward to this upcoming season. We're talking with Curtis Campbell, Western Oregon University's athletic director, We've talked a lot about some of the, the projects you in your capacity there at Western Oregon have had to oversee that really are not seen on the court or on the field right now, but they certainly will be during the, the spring seasons and as we get into the next fall seasons as well. I also want to talk a little bit about uh, your activity because you have been quite active at the NCAA level uh, in governance as a member of the Division II Management Council and the Division II Planning and Finance Committees. Talk about how you were able to balance that level of commitment, which has been exceptional, along with your exceptional work there at Western Oregon University. Yeah. Well, I actually had uh, served on those uh, committees prior to uh, coming to Western. I did them while I was working at some of the, my previous institutions, um, but always – wanted to be active at the national level, and I think it gives you a different perspective as an administrator when you're sitting around the table with uh, other people from Division II institutions from all across the country. You get to network. You get to learn things about how they do business, and uh, it's just a great experience, and it gives you a broader, I guess, uh, appreciation uh, for Division II athletics. And I've, uh, as you say, I served on uh, Division II Management Council, the Planning and Finance Committee, uh, the Legislation Committee, uh, where we sort of, I don't know if you've ever seen a Division II manual, uh, NCAA manual. It's a lot smaller today than it was <laughs> five years ago. And uh, I was a part of uh, the group on Legislation Committee that uh, sort of edited that and took out a lot of things uh, that we felt didn't need to no longer be in there. And so it was a very good experience. 
And there's one other point about your background I just have to bring up because I have a family connection to you in this regard. My brother uh, served as a paratrooper in the 82nd Airborne in the U.S. Army. You did, not at the same time, but you did as well. I, I need to talk to you about that experience and how that has maybe played into your role in athletics in the years that followed. Uh, well, I think, uh, of course, when I did it, I, when I started, I was 18 years old when I joined the Army. Uh, right out of high school, two weeks out of after graduating from high school, I was in basic training. And so, of course, at that age, you think, uh, you know, you can do anything and sort of indestructible. And uh, so volunteered to go airborne, and uh, it was a very great experience. And uh, I remember it well as far as on every jump being really scared, you know, having the butterflies in your stomach. And I think uh, – but – the thing is, you still exit the plane. You still jump out the door. And I think I would speak for everybody saying that you're scared every single time. And so to take that leap, even though you're scared, uh, it's just an adrenaline rush. And I think that sometimes athletics can produce some of those same kind of excitement and same kind of adrenaline rush. You know, uh, watching a great softball game or football game or whatever where it comes down to the wire and your adrenaline is pumping because you want to win and uh, you want your student athletes to win uh, it can provide the same kind of uh, adrenaline rush and the same kind of excitement well mr campbell first of all thanks for your service to our country and i know that i speak for everybody down there in monmouth and and the surrounding area thanks to your service at western oregon university i wish we had more time to talk tonight we don't but i look forward to having you back on uh here on gnac insider in in the in the very very near future as uh, we continue to talk about wolves athletics and of course i i'm pretty sure we will talk again uh during the spring season with uh softball and baseball down there in Monmouth. So thank you very much for joining us tonight, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Okay, Rob. Thank you very much for having me, and you continue to do the great work that you're doing. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Curtis Campbell joining us tonight from Monmouth. Well, around the Great Northwest Athletic Conference in men's basketball this week, there are 11 contests on the schedule. First place showdowns between St. Martin's and the just aforementioned Western Oregon will take place Thursday and the Wolves and Seattle Pacific Saturday. Those are the games that really headline this week's slate. In women hoops action, the regular season continues with 11 games this week as well. Unbeaten Northwest Nazarene, which is ranked second nationally, will face second place Central Washington on Tuesday night in Ellensburg and Montana State Billings Saturday night in Tampa. Indoor track and field, four GNAC teams will be in action this week at events in Nampa, Pullman, Washington, and Chadron, Nebraska. Well, remember, for the latest in the GNAC, you can go to GNACsports.com to find new stats, standings, and more. Also, we invite you to stay connected with the GNAC through social media on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Twitter and Instagram at GNAC Sports. 
We'll wrap up tonight's GNAC Insider, which we will do right after this timeout. Remember, if you don't catch us live, listen to GNAC Insider over iTunes or at GNACsports.com. GNAC Insider will be right back. Western Oregon University. Small classes, research opportunities, and new state-of-the-art science facilities. Everything from biology and chemistry to earth sciences and criminal justice. Students have easy access to faculty who are invested in your learning. All the campus services practically guarantee your success. Start your science career now at Western. Learn more about the university where every student matters at wou.edu. Well, that'll do it for this latest edition of GNAC Insider, but uh, you're now just a week away from our next episode, which comes your way next Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Pacific time. That's where you can catch us live, and we hope you do. Thanks to our guests tonight, Curtis Campbell, Western Oregon's athletic director, to Northwest Nazarene men's basketball head coach Paul Rush, and to Red Bear Locker, standout guard for the St. Martin's University basketball team. Also, thanks to you for joining us tonight. And thanks as well to our producer, Connor Pelton, and GNAC Commissioner Dave Hagland. We look forward to talking to you one week from now. Until then, and until we talk again, consider yourself a GNAC Insider. So long for now. You've been listening to GNAC Insider, an update on the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Remember to follow the GNAC through social media. To find us on Facebook or Twitter, search GNAC Sports and locate us on the web at GNACsports.com. GNAC Insider is a production of the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.